Hello and welcome to the Real Deal on Steel podcast. I'm your host, Mike McGough. In this series, we are featuring the many aspects of corrugated steel pipe and structural plate buried bridges. NCSPA members from all over the country continue to make guest appearances in our series covering all things related to our industry. From design to installation to inspection to the maintenance of the seemingly endless applications of these products, which are made from the material that is the backbone of our country by America Steel. Resilient, durable, greener, smarter, stronger steel for the 21st century and beyond. In today's podcast, we have our friends Brandon and Savannah from member company True North Steel back to wrap up things on detention and retention systems. More specifically, to talk about best practices for installation and maintenance of corrugated steel underground stormwater management systems. I want to welcome all you listeners again to today's session presented on behalf of the National Corrugated Steel Pipe Association. My name is Savannah Ward, and today I am again joined by Brandon Scherber, who is a sales engineer with True North Steel. Today we are going to wrap up our discussion on utilizing corrugated steel pipe as underground stormwater management systems, and we'll be discussing topics like installation, inspection, and maintenance. So let's jump right into it. Uh, Let's say a design has been specified or approved. Many of our listeners would like to know a bit more as it relates to installation. Can you advise on how a typical corrugated steel pipe underground stormwater system is installed? Absolutely. A successful installation will begin uh, by staking out the footprint of the system and then excavating out the in-situ soils and potentially dewatering the trench. Once that is complete, a bedding layer is placed and then the pipes can be installed. Many contractors can install a CSP system very quickly as the ability of CSP uh, to be fabricated in larger diameters and longer lengths is matched by none. Corrugated steel pipe is commonly equipped with lifting straps for ease of installation. Typical lengths of corrugated steel pipe are fabricated into 24-foot segments, but depending on the diameter and gauge, lengths up to 60 feet have been utilized pending there are not any safety concerns with the trench and the contractor has adequately sized equipment like an excavator on site. That sure does make for a quick install. It is most common that to start installing pipe, you start on the outlet end of the trench, especially on large systems that may take more than a day to install and backfill. As this allows for any water to drain out of the trench if it happens to rain and the outlet is set up. An equalizing manifold is typically installed first, followed by the adjacent laterals of pipe, which are connected to that manifold with a metal band. Depending on the size of the system, backfill can begin even before all the pipes are installed, which, if the contracting crew and site constraints allow for it, really does help expedite the installation process and reduce on-site stockpiles that take up valuable space. The backfill is placed in lift thicknesses and compacted to a specific standard proctor density. Backfill should always be installed in a balanced manner to avoid any pipe deformation and or alignment issues. After the pipes have been backfilled and compacted up through the required elevation, 
It's recommended that the area above the network of pipes is made visible by stakes and tape so that any subsequent heavy traffic and construction activity that may occur on the site will not damage the underlying system. Brandon, in session one, you mentioned access risers and water control structures. How does that play into this equation? Well, one large advantage of utilizing CSP for underground stormwater management is its ability to be fabricated into a design that best meets the site conditions. Access risers, inlet and outlet stubs, isolation four bays, all those things can be built into CSP systems at pretty much any location. And that capability is significant, especially when supplementary and costly concrete convergent or control structures can be eliminated. On larger diameter structures, it is more cost effective and physically access a system for inspection and maintenance, as opposed to being limited to running a remote controlled inspection camera through that system. Can you go into more detail regarding forebays and pretreatment? Sure. Whether a system is designed to be utilized for either detention or retention, an isolation forebay is a great way to isolate sediment, reduce any inspection and maintenance burdens, and also ensure the effectiveness of your underground stormwater system. An isolation four bay is a segment of piping that typically is adjacent to any primary inlets that direct water into that system. The four bay is typically made from solid wall corrugated steel pipe so that any sediment that is captured remains in that four bay itself. This would be true even on a perforated retention system, though others have used non-woven geotextiles around their isolation four bays to prevent the unwanted transfer of sediment into areas where it shouldn't be. These four bays are commonly separated by an internal weir, or they are sumped such that the invert elevation of the four bay piping is lower than the other piping. I prefer the weir option because they allow for drawdown options to be utilized thus preventing the isolation four bay from constantly being full of water. This helps from an inspection and maintenance standpoint tremendously. Isolation four bays should be sized based on local regula regulatory guidance, but we see these typically ranging at around 10% of the volume of the system itself. The weirs separating the isolation four bay from the rest of the system are commonly designed to one half times the diameter of the mainline pipe. So for example, on a six foot diameter pipe, an internal weir would be three feet tall from the bottom. Those bottom up weirs trap the sediment, but they can also be paired with a top down weir to provide a skimming functionality, thus preventing any floatables from passing through as well. The use of pretreatment like hydrodynamic separators or oil skimmers or four bays is a critical design aspect of any underground stormwater management system. For detention systems, a means of pretreatment is to primarily isolate the sediment and trash, thus making it easier for inspection and maintenance. But for retention systems, the ability of the pretreatment function to prevent the sediment from reducing the void space in the backfill and are preventing any filtration aspects of the design from obstruction is a consideration that should not be overlooked. So after a system has been installed, can you go into more detail related to inspection and maintenance of this? So this is really an overlooked aspect on the front end design of underground stormwater systems, but it's one that is especially important. Corrugated steel pipe systems are designed to be self-operating without the need for maintenance personnel being involved in day-to-day -day operations. 
but it is still critical that the system be inspected and maintained at regular intervals. Oftentimes, detention systems and even retention systems are designed with water quality benefits in mind. This occurs primarily through the settling out of suspended solids prior to the discharge of the water. These systems work, and that means over time sediment will build up. And if it's not eventually cleaned out, it could affect the performance of the best management practice itself. General recommendations regarding INM should come from the designing engineer or municipality, but common sense approaches like actually identifying who is responsible for inspection and maintenance, keeping a documented log of INM related activities, and defining a regular interval for INM are critical. An example of a common frequency would be to have an inspection quarterly for the first year the product is in service with the intent to schedule maintenance if it's needed. For example, if a four bay fills up with sediment to a level that is of concern. If in that first year, after the quarterly inspections are done, the system is performing well, the frequency of inspection could be scaled back to two times per year. And then after that year, if it's still going well, it could be scaled back to annually if the risk of concern is low. To ensure that the operation and capacity of the stormwater BMP continues to function as designed, attention during visual inspection should be focused on sedimentation levels, debris, oil, hydrocarbons, and other foreign material. All inlets and outlets should also be examined during each inspection. When working to design a CSP system, we would recommend that the design has a sufficient number of access risers, which are typically 30 inches in diameter, so that this function can be easily performed. These access risers would be placed in an equalizing manifold and near to any critical inlet and outlet stubs that join adjacent storm sewers to the system itself. Because CSP is so easily fabricated, the cost for these access manholes is minimal for the level of comfort and safeguarding that comes along with them. Smaller diameter systems, or ones where the rise of the chamber or pipe is less than 48 inches, are more difficult due to the limitation of the actual physical access. But in those cases, utilizing a larger diameter four bay that can still be accessed is a, another means of an inexpensive alternate that does function well. Corrugated steel pipe systems are most easily inspected and maintained after a dry spell and when there is no flow entering the system. Maintenance is commonly performed using a vacuum truck and high pressure water to free and remove any accumulated debris. Applicable precautions regarding confined space entry and OSHA protocols should always be reviewed and followed. Very nice. I didn't realize all the benefits of corrugated steel pipe for this application. Now, I know we're nearing the end of our time here, but we have one final question related to how I should go about getting a corrugated steel pipe underground stormwater management system specified or value engineered into a design. Can you shed light on this? For sure. So the National Corrugated Steel Pipe Association and accompanying fabricating companies, we're all here to assist you, whether that be as a specifier or a contractor. Whether you have a project that's in its early design stage and require assistance with site solutions, or you see a BMP that has already been designed, but based on excessively high preliminary design bid results and costs or design principles that offer room for improvement based on the topics we've discussed here today, please feel free to reach out. Once again, an easy way to get in touch with us is to go onto 
ncspa.com and under the About Us tab, scroll down and select Find a Member. It's been exciting to visit with you about utilizing corrugated steel pipe for underground stormwater management solutions, and I hope you found this information helpful. Brennan, this was very helpful, and I want to thank you again for sharing all of your knowledge with our followers. Uh, this was a great series. Thank you, Savannah and Brandon, for all that great information. For more information on these types of systems, to see projects near you, to find a member, or to view technical resources and reports, or anything else related to corrugated steel pipe, please visit our website, www.ncspa.org. You can also download one of our design apps from your Google or App Store. That's going to do it today, folks, for this Real Deal on Steel podcast. Please stay tuned to our channel for our next release or subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Thank you. Be well.